here at Anchor LA, we are 100% committed to reporting facts, fairly and without bias, insomuch as Christian morality and truth are not also compromised. A commitment to this standard generally dictates an avoidance of many political topics and most of what is found in today's 24-hour news media. It also dictates a discernment when choosing the topics that we discuss here on Anchor LA. Today's edition of Anchor LA contains a topic on a basic fundamental morality. Anchor LA's perspective is from a Christian worldview. It is understood that some listeners may have opposing views to this coverage. However, any other worldview portrayed as truth other than the one represented in today's program would be in direct violation of our conscience and the very fiber of our work here at Anchor LA. This is Anchor LA, a podcast presenting world headlines, technology news, arts and data, and encouragement from the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California. Good day and welcome to the 100th episode of Anchor LA. It's Wednesday, the 25th of April, 2018. In a definitive sign of a changing world where the medical industry in the United Kingdom has directly violated the wishes of parents of a 23-month-old baby, the heartbreaking saga of Alfie Evans continues. Prior to Tuesday, when asked if the parents may simply take their very ill son out of the hospital and back home, the UK courts ruled no. When those representing the family implored the courts of the United Kingdom to allow them to take Alfie to Italy for treatment, where it should be noted the Italian government has actually granted Alfie citizenship so that he may freely come to a hospital in Italy, again the UK courts ruled no. They would not allow Alfie to leave the UK to seek treatment or even to leave the hospital. And according to the UK judge, this decision marked the final chapter. However, even after being off of life support, Alfie continues to breathe on his own, and yet the courts, British government, and hospital fight against the parents, refusing to give them any chance, albeit a dim one, to save their son. Even when in the UK's interest there is nothing to lose by allowing the parents to take their son to Italy at no expense to the British government, his departure was still denied. When the parents attempted to remove their son from the Alder Hay Children's Hospital in Liverpool, England, the police actually physically stopped them from doing so. Late on Tuesday, in what can hardly even be called a victory, a judge in the UK said that the best Alfie's parents could hope for was to explore the options of removing their young son from intensive care to either a ward, a hospice, or his home. But as ITV News reported, he would not be allowed to go to Rome for further treatment. And even as this news came, Alfie's father, in a TV interview, has stated that the hospital is not giving Alfie the vital nutrients, oxygen, and water that he needs, and the Evans family is still not permitted to leave the hospital due to what are classified as conditions surrounding the hospital. Conditions which are in fact in the form of a large crowd of people in mass support of the Evans family, people who have been dubbed Alfie's army. This, by definition, is not healthcare. This is state-sanctioned murder.
Google has suspended development of Allo, an instant messaging app that it launched two years ago in favor of a new standard that it's focusing on rolling out throughout this year to Android and iPhone users. Chat, a consumer-friendly name for the Rich Communications Services RCS messaging standard, is an evolution of SMS texting and is already in adoption by US carrier Sprint. And number three carrier in the US, T-Mobile, said it will flip the switch in the second quarter of this year. Chat, first reported by The Verge, is a carrier service. That means that Google worked with more than 50 carriers around the world and almost a dozen manufacturers to support the standard. Sent messages will be linked to your data plan instead of your SMS plan, and charges set by the carrier should be minimal. As the Alphabet company's Google is now focusing exclusively on Android messages, the project is progressing rapidly and is expected to get a web version of the Messages platform which would enable texting from a PC. Also expect the Android Messages app to gain a host of new features including Smart Replies, Google Assistant integration, Google Photos, and more. Digital Trends summed it up this way. With chat, Google hopes to banish the limitations of SMS texting to give users a much more enjoyable messaging experience, with support for a wide range of features at little to no cost. Google expects the chat standard to be switched on for most Android users sometime this year, hopefully with iOS following not far behind, however the precise timing will be decided by each carrier and region. On the 29th of January 1942, a new type of program was aired on BBC Radio 4. Still airing every week even now, a guest called a castaway on the program Desert Island Discs is asked to choose eight recordings, usually music, as well as a book and a luxury item that they would take if they were to be cast away on a desert island, all the while discussing their lives and the reasons for their choices. Devised by English radio broadcaster Roy Plomley, the program features excerpts from the guests' choices, and at the end of the program they choose the one piece they regard the most highly. Guests are automatically given the complete works of Shakespeare and a religious or philosophical work off in the Bible to take to the desert island concept, and then they are prompted to select a third book to accompany them as well. Popular choices include works by Charles Dickens and Jane Austen, but in rare cases, exceptions are made. For instance, when actress Judi Dench, who suffers from macular degeneration, was permitted to take an audiobook in place of a printed manuscript. Guests of the show also choose one luxury item which must be inanimate and of no use in escaping the island or allowing communication from outside. Over the years, many guests have chosen items like champagne or a piano, the latter of which is actually one of the most requested luxuries. The most requested piece of music over the first 60 years of the show was Ode to Joy, the last movement of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. Famed composer Eric Coates appeared on the program in 1951, and his work by the Sleepy Lagoon has been used as the show's theme since it began. Great Britain's Margaret Thatcher, John Cleese, George Clooney, David Cameron, Stephen Fry, and many other famed personalities, even the royal family's Princess Margaret, have appeared on the program over the decades. Broadcaster and naturalist David Attenborough has appeared more than once, as has English theatre director Sir Trevor Nunn and comedian Arthur Askey. More than 3,000 episodes of the show have been recorded since 1942, 
and the show lives on with broadcasts on the BBC in the United Kingdom, as well as being available now online in podcast format, albeit somewhat trimmed and restricted due to stringent copyright laws over music rights. If you've ever heard a Christian evangelist in person, on the radio or TV, or spoken to one about his mission, you've probably heard the phrase, Today is the day of salvation, meaning that salvation is not something that you should put off. It's not something that any of us have the luxury of putting off if we have not already been saved by Christ rescued from sin and eternal punishment by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. So many believe that they will get right with God in their old age once they've had their so-called fun. But daily events, news, and general knowledge of life reminds us constantly that we could be killed in a terrible accident on our commute. We could be crushed in an earthquake, be a victim in another workplace or a school shooting, or even have a heart attack while in perfectly good health or maybe from an overdose of five-hour energy. The point is you may not have time to get right with God before you stand before his judgment throne and are found deficient in the recognition of who Christ is and the knowledge of his gift of salvation. But even the idea of one day getting right with God reflects a distorted view to begin with. It shows an attitude which is not one of reverence for the holiness of God. It's not one of worship and thankfulness to Jesus for his payment made on the behalf of sinners who have been forgiven and called to repentance. The attitude of living a life of sin and disregard for or ignorance of God and his principles demonstrates that even if you get right with God as you tell yourself, you will not be truly saved as true salvation requires a transformed heart, a renewed mind, a life that no longer desires to live as before, a life that now desires to please God, our master, who bought us, who bought us with his son's blood, so that we may avoid his wrath against our sins, against our very beings, which are sinful to the core. So yes, today is the day of salvation. Don't wait until another time to hear the call of Christ our Savior. Death, not just physical death, but eternal death, is the certain punishment from God for our sins. And we have all sinned and deserve the permanent death that is coming upon our death without Christ, where there is no rest and there is constant torment. You must recognize that you have offended a righteous and holy God, and that offense, those sins, make you a sinner in desperate need of his forgiveness. Without his forgiveness, we are destined for unthinkably permanent punishment for our sins against the one true, very real, and perfect God. But we have hope. Once we have comprehended our helpless condition, we call out in prayer to God. We ask for forgiveness and ask that he would save us from our sins, our sinful heart, and transform our heart, take away those low desires for temporary things in this world and sins, and God will renew our mind to begin to desire the things of God. 
Right now in today's digital age, it is so easy to read the Bible. The book of Romans chapter 8 encourages us that there is no condemnation for those who have believed in Christ. Look up Romans chapter 10, a few sentences in we read a wonderful truth. If we acknowledge that Jesus Christ is our master, our Lord, and we believe that God did indeed raise his son from the dead because he is perfect, we will be saved. The book of John in the Bible is a great place to start to learn more about Jesus and it tells the story of who Jesus is, his life and work on earth, and he was executed all according to God's sovereign plan and because he was truly sinless, death could not hold him and he rose from the dead, thus canceling our overwhelming debt that we and all sinners owe to God. Knowing that Christ has died for the sins of those whom he has called is the best encouragement that we can ever experience in this life. If we believe that Jesus Christ is God's Son, who came down to earth and lived a perfect and holy life, if we believe that he died for sins that he did not commit because he was perfect, and if we believe that he rose again, having paid the sufficient penalty to forgive all sins ever committed, past, present, and future, because he was completely perfect as the Son of God, if we believe he is who he says he is, and did what he said he did in the Bible, which is the Word of God, then there is no guilt in life, no fear in death, as the famous hymn sings out, This is the power of Christ in me, from life's first cry to final breath, Jesus now commands my destiny. Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to various topics we cover on the show. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app with input or suggestions. We'd always love to hear from you. Until next time from Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.